does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Second year receiver Alec Pierce joining us on the program. Alec, how are you? Good, how are you? You know, I can't complain, man. I got, and, and you know what? I'm just going to get this right out in the open. How's that, right? right. I'll, be, I'll be fair about this up front because it's always weird when you do sports talk radio, Alec, because you're like, so I get the thing saying Alec Pierce is joining the program, and I'm like, awesome, because, you know, here you are, uh, an integral part of this team. And then I was like, you know what, though? There have been times – I don't think I've been overly critical, but there have been times earlier where I was questioning Alec Pierce. And so I thought, okay, I guess I should just confess up front that there have been times where I looked at it and, and it felt like they weren't necessarily – like scheme wasn't fitting what you bring to the table per se. And then I had to remind myself that Reggie Wayne – I talked about this with Stephen Holder – also had a year where – it was in year two where Reggie Wayne really took off. And I think that we just get accustomed to thinking receivers are supposed to be like Jamar Chase right out of the box, which is unusual. So, number one, Mia culpa because you had a hell of a play, and that's why you're there, right? And, and when you are capable of making those plays, you've got to be on the field. So, I apologize for that saying that as when you were a rookie, but how much does having a Reggie Wayne in your ear that you can bounce things off of that also had that 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 exploratory time and that learning process, how much has that helped you to stay focused here as a Colt? Yeah, it's, it definitely helped. You know, Reggie's a guy, um, you know, I've actually had some conversations with him this year. Um, I think he – you know, he, he kind of said he had similar things happen with his career where he had Marvin Harrison there. So, you know, he wasn't the, he wasn't the number one guy right out the gate. Um, and, you know, he just had to learn to be patient. He said, you know, just be ready to make the play when the play comes to you. Like, you're going to get some opportunities. You might It might not be the majority because um, they have guy you know, Pitt's very established and he's a great player. He makes a lot of plays. Um, but, you know, you just got to be ready when your time, when your number's called. I have a really dumb question here. When you are on a deep out like that, do mm. you know specifically this play that I am like option number one? Or at times, do you know, look, my job is to go and get behind the defense in case things break down and you don't necessarily know whether or not until you're like down there, the ball is coming your way. I know that sounds like a dumb question, but it probably is. But does it impact just like the route running and the way that you're going through the process of a play? Yeah, like I definitely know. I think pre-snap, you kind of know based on how the week's gone, the plays they've called. Um, you can kind of tell if oh, this play is designed for me to be the guy. Um, and it always depends on coverage and stuff like that. But you're usually thinking, oh, we're hoping they get this coverage, and then they're sending me deep on this or whatever. Um, and then there's other plays you know where you're probably not the first or second or even third read. Um, but you know your backside, and that's kind of more when you might get a chance if the play breaks down and they and they scramble, or if the quarterback's able to get through all the reads back to the last one. But you know, just with the way the league is, pass rush stuff like that, it's pretty it's pretty hard to you're not just sitting back there patting the ball like like Madden or something, you know. So it's <laughs> it's pretty hard to kind of get run through the whole you know four or five receiver read. 
Colts wide receiver Alec Pierce is our guest. Alec, going into the season, the idea of your deep threat capability paired with the arm strength of Anthony Richardson tantalized a lot of folks. I'm sure it got you guys excited as well over at West 56th. And Richardson goes down for the year. Gardner Minshew, still a talented quarterback in his own right, but maybe doesn't Mm. always play into the same strengths of your game. And when you look at also last year, that quarterback room, a lot of adversity for wide receivers, a lot of adversity you've acknowledged for you yourself as a young wide receiver in the NFL. And then you've stacked together over the last three weeks some really good performances, an incredible one against Tennessee. How have you pushed through that adversity and how much of your way you attack on a weekly basis has had to be modified or changed as you've become more familiarized with Gardner Minshew over the last six, eight weeks? Yeah, I just try to, um, you know, I think the the biggest thing is just about being consistent. Um, you know, if you have different quarterbacks, I I want to be the same version of myself. Um, and really across the board with our receivers, too, it's about being consistent. Like, they know that if they call this route, like, that we're all going to get to the exact, you know, depth of the route um, in the same amount of time and just kind of try to be, like, all the same player, be consistent and things like that because that just makes it, like so much easier for them to plug in and play and you know they don't have to learn oh he does this whereas somebody else does that it's more so you just like very uniform so that's that's kind of what i always focus on each week how are they detailed as possible and, and consistent Sorry about that. How are they different, Alec? And I don't mean in a bad way. I mean in a good way. But like, just and I don't even necessarily mean in football. But Anthony Richardson and Gardner Minshew, how are they different guys? And and what maybe does Minshew bring to the table that Richardson did not, and vice versa? Yeah, they're. I mean, they're they're very different. Just Gardner definitely brings on um, that veteran presence. He's been on, you know, he's been on good football teams. Um, he started a lot of games in the NFL. So he definitely has that like kind of veteran leadership. Whereas Anthony, he had leadership too, but it was more so like different, you know, a different type. It's hard to explain, but just kind of more like he had that the confidence, um, being you know just knowing like he's a really talented player, really good player with all the all the tools, all the potential. Um, but yeah, just definitely like a little bit. The offense is different when they're when we have different guys in there. You know, it, it changes up there not the exact same type of quarterback. So um, it definitely changes things a little bit, but it's just on us to try and, you know, make it make it work with whatever we're working with. When I played sports, Alec, Alec Pierce is our guest of the Colts. When I played sports, or even like in a work environment, there's always like one person that you just kind of feel comfortable. And when you see them in the huddle or when you, when you come into work and you see them there, like you just – it's like a safety net. You think like, you know what, like we're going to be okay because like – I just feel comfortable with that guy as my teammate. Who's that guy for you? I'd say Pittman. I mean, he he he's a guy I've, I've looked up to since I, I got on the team. Um, learned a ton of things from him. He's a great leader. Um, you know, just for me, I, I feel like I've just he's he's taken me under his wing. And, you know, I just try to learn from him, and he's the guy. You know, I know like if it's third and third and five, and they throw a tough one across the middle, like he's gonna make the catch. He didn't catch the ball to win the game, score the touchdown, you know, and like he did last week. Like he just, he's just such a sure-handed guy, um, and just a tough football player, and he's willing to do whatever. Like I know, if he's got to go make a big block on a run play, like he's gonna, he's gonna make that block. So he's just dependable. He's a guy that I, I have all my trust in. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. 
Colts wide receiver Alec Pierce joins us. Alec, where do you feel the biggest area that you've improved year one to? I know year two is ongoing, but at this point, where do you feel like your game has grown or maybe what you've learned most about the NFL in this two-year window? Yeah, I think I've um, I think I've improved on my, my route running. Um, just doing a lot of, you know, different types of things, trying to find different ways to get open, not necessarily just using my speed and stuff like that, but, you know, trying to work a little bit more kind of like veteran savvy type moves. Uh, I think, you know, I've had you go at it every day uh, for however many months the season is. Like you get a lot of time to kind of look at the film, look at yourself, um, watch other people, see what they do. So you can kind of steal from other guys, not even just your teammates, but across the league, you might be watching some film, watching the DBs that you're about to play, but you might see, oh, that's a good route. That guy got open. See how they did that. So. That's probably the biggest thing. What was the moment for you, Alec Pierce? You know, I, I watch a, a play like in overtime, okay? Here's an overtime, 55-yard play, and I think like, man, like just the pressure of that moment. And then I think to myself, as a professional athlete, that's probably – and I'm not taking away from that moment. But I think all athletes go through a period where they have to reach so deep down inside of themselves – that plays like that in an overtime are gravy because it's like, look, I've been through harder. What was that yeah. moment for you? When is the moment in the NFL that most tested the internal fortitude of Alec Pierce? Um, I'd say last year, uh, just like towards the end of the year, just really, you know, I, it was it was really tough on me just losing all those games. Um, I'd been on all my life, I've been on teams that have won a lot of football games, and that just kind of really challenged it for me. Because you know you're going on in the season, and it's and it's first of all it's the longest season you've ever been a part of. So I'm expecting like right around this time last year, I'm thinking like the season should be over. You know, you still got six more games or whatever it was, and um, you know, just not used to like not playing for anything. Because I think we were probably already out of the playoffs by then, um, and it just kind of you know it just it takes away like the goal. Like a, every week you come in and you want you want to win the game. And obviously, we were still trying to win the game last year, but it's like not really. We weren't playing for the playoffs or anything. So that just that was the hardest thing for me. Uh, definitely challenged it. And I think, you know, it was a big thing this offseason. Just wanted to try and, you know, get together with the guys, um, get the right leadership in place, uh, and just, you know, turn our, turn our team around. What helped you break through that? Like what helped you get past that monotony, if you will, or that challenge that you're talking about a year ago? Yeah, um, I think just getting back to kind of like the the fundamentals, the basics. I think just getting back to just like core competing. You know, like in practice, we really, we really, I'd say we got more competitive as as the season kind of went on. In practice, like like very competitive. Like we were almost having like <laughs> like camp type practices like later in the year, which you know most teams weren't doing. And I I don't know if it necessarily translated on the field but I think I still think like we had some good games where we played some good football we just you know didn't unfortunately didn't win the games but um that kind of for me it felt like you know it just kind of rejuvenated that that sense of competition and kind of like reminded me like why like why like why I'm, I'm here why I'm in the NFL why like it's all just about competition like that's really all it is and, you know you'll see the guys and the, the guys that are in the locker room are the most competitive people in the world so you can go out there and treat a treat a Wednesday practice like a Super Bowl, and 
everyone will be on the same page because people are just that competitive. Colts second-year wideout Alec Pierce with us. Alec, you mentioned what a lot of players go through, especially when you've had high-level success everywhere you've been collegiately at the high school level, that it can be a rude awakening when it's losses that are stacking up instead of being in championship-level conversation. And I know you just mentioned that reawakening, but what has that feeling been like, it being back this year and in this stretch run, knowing that you guys are five games away if you take care of business of being in the playoffs? Yeah, it's 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 a great feeling, you know. It's, like I said, that that's the objective. You want to win championships, um, start by winning the division, stuff like that, make the playoffs. So, uh, it's definitely it's definitely super exciting that we're we're in this playoff home. But we just got. I try not to look ahead, you know. I think as a team, we try not to look ahead. We just said take it one one game at a time, one and zero. Alec, finally. First off, I was, I was curious to this real quick. Uh, what percent of the time in your life have people erroneously called you Alex? Uh, I've been getting out of my life. Because <laughs> like, I almost have to like stop myself. No offense, right? Because it's just such a habit of saying Alex. But Alex Pierce, our guest. I wanted to ask you about this um, in conclusion. I thought it was a cool moment. Probably a month ago, uh, somewhere around there, your teammate Zaire Franklin had a fundraiser at Hoagies and Hops, which is the place that makes his favorite sandwich. And yeah. I went in there for it, and I'm sitting there, and in walks Alec Pierce. I turn around, and I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's Alec Pierce that comes in, gets a sandwich, leaves. So I'm curious, which, which was the bigger benefit, assuming that was you that I saw, which was better, the be, being able to just help your teammate and helping his community or the sandwich itself? Yeah, I mean the, the sandwich was pretty good, but it was definitely it was definitely awesome <laughs> to be able to support, you know, my teammate. I, I think I love what Zaire's doing. Um, you know, he's a great great man, great leader in this community. Um, you know, I just I saw we, we nominated him as the Walter Payton Man of the Year for our team, so um, you know, hopefully he does well with that and you know, I I believe in him. He's he's just a great leader, great captain for our team and he's just a great role model for, for the youth and stuff, so yeah, I'm just really like I try to support people and things like that. I, I'm I believe heavily in like you know working with the community and stuff like that. And I I'm trying to like learn from him and see like what he does and hopefully start doing things like that. Well, we hope you're around for a long time. I think you probably will be in terms of being able to get your roots here in Indianapolis and be a part of the community and obviously plays like what happened in overtime, a big part of that. But Alec, certainly the growth uh, can be seen and we appreciate the time today and congratulations on a big play and obviously a very important win for you guys on Sunday. Thank you. Alec Pierce, the second year wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts on the guest line. Uh, interesting because again, and I think it was interesting stuff about the Reggie Wayne narrative in particular of just, you know, and Stephen Holder touched on it, just being able to say, you know, hey, look, you got to buy your time, right? And and you've got a guy, you got to know when your number's called that there's that possibility and be able to, and that's got to be tough to to know that your number's not going to be called with the same frequency of other guys on the roster. But when it is, you got to be ready to go. And he was on Sunday. And it's a component that often gets lost when you look at a wide receiver that has his ability to get open deep where – you get so caught up in the week to week, and I've been guilty of it as well. I know you, you know, acknowledge that to him right off the bat, but I've been critical of him at times too. But sometimes we forget that, and that's why you hope Gardner Minshew was good enough to be able to see what this wide receiving room is, so you can make evaluations moving forward. That's the caveat to this statement. But we often forget that 
it was supposed to be an offense that was built around a number of different aspects, but the cannon of an arm that Anthony Richardson has was supposed to be a breakout year for Alec Pierce. And that's a lot of adversity that he's gone through. Sometimes it's not always his fault. Sometimes it's just where the offense is or who they're targeting. But if he's able to stack, doesn't have to be hundred yard games every time, but if he's able to stack together those type of three catches on six targets for 50 or 75 yards or, or getting a deep ball or a long distance conversion for this team with where else they're going in the passing game, Michael Pittman Jr. in double digit targets, what Josh Downs has been, and then a mixture of Zach Moss. And whenever you get Jonathan Taylor back, that's good enough with what you have at quarterback to still play at a high level. But for him to go through that adversity and still really never look back on it or never have a ton of loss of team versus me, I think is very admirable. You know, in a yin and yang discussion, he said something about not Jeff Saturday, but about last year that I thought was interesting when he was saying we knew we were playing for for nothing, basically. I mean, I shouldn't say that. You know, he's like, we wanted to win the games, but we weren't playing for a playoff. There's no stakes there. Correct. You know, it, it like I'm sure that it, it felt like what today looks like outside for them every day. But for him to say, but what kind of got me out of that was the fact that we were competing every day and running practices that almost felt like we were headed to the Super Bowl. I actually, and, and again, so it's probably 50-50. I hear that as actually a tip of the cap to Jeff Saturday of, you know, hey, look, it, 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 we were still going out and practicing hard and that helped us get through it. Um, others may look at that and say, why were they going so hard? And that could have created burnout. Maybe I should have followed up on that. But I, I don't question the work ethic. And I don't want, I know you're not trying to have this be the conversation and the show. I don't want to question the work ethic or the ability to have good practices of Jeff Saturday or anybody that's played the game in the high level. I yeah. think we know why that fell apart in the disastrous way that it just did it. it was but I took that as a compliment to yes, the way Saturday yes. was, was, yeah. was conducting a drive for them, right? That's sure. simply the way I took it. 